Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, Collages of Cleverness, where you can enjoy weekly tutorials, reviews, art, and more. My name is Malia Yovan. This podcast is the launch of our new series called Needlework, um, where, we'll be, where we will be including knitting um, and up to needlepoint, um, all types of needle crafts that we can think of. Um, this episode is going to be knitting and crocheting. And to star in this episode, I have my mom with me. Hi, everyone. Um, she is an expert on knitting and crocheting. She's, um, that's really the craft that she does all the time. She's made me several blankets and um, tons of fun little creatures and hats and all fun stuff. Um, she's incredible at it. Um, and in this episode, you might realize that I don't have Rosie with me. Um, and Rosie couldn't come because she's super sick, which is super sad. So Rosie, if you're listening to this, I hope you get better soon. Um, but she sent me a bit of a recording to play, which I'll play in a minute. But before we do that, we play this recording, um, let's have my mom um, introduce herself. So, Mom, can you, um, tell us some things, um, about yourself? Sure. Um, first of all, my name is Sherry, and I am a teacher. I've been teaching for, um, I think 20, 22 years. I taught kindergarten for 22 years, and now I'm moving on to first grade this year. Um, I love to knit and crochet. I've been knitting and crocheting for over 20 years and I like to do both equally. I also like to do other crafts like needlepoint um, and um, all kinds of stuff. I like to get outside. I like to spend a lot of time outside. I like to exercise, hike, run, go bike riding, and hang out with my family. Um, thank you. So my mom has been on one of the coronavirus um, episodes. I think it was called Coronavirus Interviews, um, and that was on May 16th that we um, published that one. I think that was our third episode um, for all Collages of Cleverness, so definitely go check out that series and go check out that episode if you want to learn more about my mom and Rosie's mom um, from a different perspective. So um, now let's play a little bit of a recording of Rosie um, and her mom, Nancy, um, and let's hear their tips and what they have to say. Hello everyone. <laughs> sorry. Um, it's Rosie and Rosemary here. And I'm sorry I couldn't be on the podcast, like, the whole time because I'm sick. I don't know how much Molly told you. But, um, yeah, I just don't feel good, so it's going to be pretty short. We're actually on the way. Me and my mom are going to the doctor right now, so you probably hear background noise. Um, but I'm sorry about that. And sorry we missed last week's episode, but thank you, Malia, for doing this one. And, um, yeah, Malia probably already told you we're starting a new series, so, uh, I don't, this episode, excuse me, sorry, I broke there. Uh, this episode is about, um, knitting and crocheting, which I don't know much about. I haven't really done much. My mom te- teaches me sometimes, but I haven't done it in a while, so I actually have no 
anybody still uses straight needles, honestly, because I find the circular ones so much easier to handle and much less chance of uh, stitches dropping off them. With the exception of making hats, I would use um, for double-pointed needles, and I think those are also really, really cool. That's one tip. Another is if there are still yarn shops anywhere near you, yarn shops are the best source for advice, support. Um, I used to go to a yarn shop here locally where someone would call themselves the yarn doctor or the knitting doctor and she would fix mistakes online. And that was the most amazing kind of support ever. much Rosie for sending us that recording Rosie and Nancy um that was super helpful um for all of those people that understand that kind of knitting stuff which is definitely not me um but uh let's get on to this episode with my mom um so can you tell us um your best knitting tip that you've ever told anybody or ever heard from anybody Okay, so we're starting with knitting, not crocheting. Um, Nancy was talking about knitting as well. Um, I definitely agree with Nancy about using circular needles over straight needles. I never use straight needles anymore. Circular needles are definitely the way to go. Um, And that you can buy sets that you can get interchangeable needles with interchangeable cords. So if you're making a long blanket and you need a really long cord, then you can interchange the needles with that that long cord. Or if you're making a smaller hat or um, maybe a scarf, then you can, again, change the needle to that smaller cord. Um, So I think that's a really important um, thing to think about if you're into knitting. Um, I also really recommend making sure to follow good patterns, learning to read patterns and following them. I um, purchased lots of patterns and books over the past 20 years um, that I really like. And then the biggest, most important tip I can put out right now is YouTube is your absolute best source for any help you need when it comes to knitting. They, there's an endless amounts of videos that people have created that show you exactly what different things mean. So if you see an abbreviation in your knitting pattern for, um, it, it says K2 um, together, and you don't know what that means, you just put that into YouTube, K2 together, and somebody will show you how to do that on YouTube. So that's been a really, really helpful source for me. Um, yes, sometimes I'll randomly hear a YouTube video start playing about knitting. There's, um, one channel that my mom likes to, um, usually she goes to, I find, Mm -hmm. um, for knitting and crocheting advice. I don't remember the name of it, um, 
But we'll look it up later. Yeah, we'll look um, it up later. <laughs> and maybe I'll put it in the next episode mm -hmm. um, if I can find it. But um, uh, my mom has knitted so many different things. So can you tell us um, some of the things that you've knitted? Because sure. I don't know the difference. So over the past 20 years, I've made uh, scarves, hats, sweaters, blankets. I got really into making these silly monsters. I bought a book um, about how to make monsters by the author's name is Rebecca Danger. And um, it's super fun. She has lots of silly fun monsters. Those are great to make. Um, let's see. I've also made... Clappity? Oh, yeah. Well, Clappity, which is like a scarf shawl. Um, and when it comes to blankets, I have knitted a few blankets, but I actually prefer to crochet blankets. I can explain that later. Right now she's crocheting, um, a blanket, yep. but, um, my mom, uh, has used this little monster book that she just told you about a lot, and, um, so I have, like, five or six of them. Um, she gave me a new one for my birthday this year that I asked for with a special yarn, um, which was super fun. Um, she also has knitted um, tons of these scarves called font scarves. That mm -hmm. was knitting, right? They're, yeah, that's knitting. It's a certain kind of yarn called, called flounce yarn, but they don't make it anymore, unfortunately. Um, and they, it was the easiest scarf to make. This was only seven stitches, and it was just knitting, but it had this fun kind of um, ribbon-like soft look to it that made it look really fancy and they were really fast to make and really fun but they, they don't make the yarn anymore um, I did re just remember another important tip there's a website if you're into knitting or crocheting called Rav Ravelry.com so I'll say it again Ravelry.com how do you spell it? Um, R let's see R-A-V-E-R-L-Y Ravelry.com and on that website you can find anything you want any kind of pattern it, all you have to do is go to patterns and type in let's say you're looking for uh, I want to make an elephant stuffed animal you type it in and tons of different patterns will show up with pictures some of them are free you can actually filter it so that you just look at free patterns or some of them you have to pay for but it's a great resource for all the people that I know who who knit and crochet and um, you can also document all of your your work on there so you can take pictures you can have your own page you can take pictures and um, of all your work and put your patterns in there for to share with other people um yeah so whenever I want her to make my me anything or make anybody else something then I'll ask her to look it up on Ravelry but um about the flounce scarves, mm -hmm. my mom once stocked up on tons of the yarn before they ran out of it, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, she made me and my sister, my older sister Anna, who was on the acrylic painting episode um, in the painting series um, that pub was published on June 5th. I think that was the second episode in the painting series. Um, she and um, she, my sister, and myself, we always gave um, one of my mom's flounce scarves to all of our um, teachers, so until they ran out of the yarn. But every year, um, they would get one of those scarves, um, unless they didn't like scarves. And um, a lot of them we still see wearing them on cold days, and um, it's really fun because, like, if they were, um, if there was a team that they liked a lot, and they would always wear their jerseys or something, we would use those colors, and it was, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, great gifts. But 
Um, now let's move on to your best tips for crocheting. So one thing to know about crocheting is that it uses about a third more yarn than knitting. Um, so that's something to keep in mind when you're making a project. It uses more yarn. Um, and for crocheting, I think it's really important to have a, like a couple sets of crochet hooks, like full sets, um, just because if you lose one and then you want to make a project, it's really annoying if you can't find that one hook. Um, and also, when you're thinking about things that you want to crochet, I think one of the best things to do crochet are blankets, just easier than knitting. You don't have to have it on a long needle. Um, it's easier to transport and um, I just prefer prefer crocheting blankets than knitting blankets. Um, let's see what else. I, I don't, I, I feel like with um, knitting I do make more, I have kind of more of a variety of things that I make with knitting than I do with crocheting. Um, with crocheting I have made like some booties for babies and I have made hats um, and blankets and scarves, but that's kind of it. I've never made a sweater crocheting or a shawl, I don't think. Um, I did make some really cute ponchos for you and your sister when you were little. I crocheted those. Um, but I really do um, like crocheting just as much as I like knitting. I and, and again, you can also find videos um, on YouTube that will help you with any stitch that you need for crocheting, and you can find patterns on Ravelry for crocheting mm -hmm. as well. Um, actually, you have crocheted a shawl. Um, you crocheted me one for Christmas, and it was this cool thing that we found at our local um, craft store. They have a whole yarn aisle, and we always spend hours and hours, or not hours, long time in there because of her. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they had this um, fun little pattern that was on the back of this ball of yarn. You only need one ball, right. and um, she crocheted two. Um, one was black and white, which she gave to somebody else that I don't know who, mm. I think my aunt, um, and she made a super fun colored one that she gave to me. Um, I haven't worn it very much because I don't know what to wear it with, because I don't have many plain clothes, but it is super cool and I did wear it a bit um, when I first got it. Um, so, can you tell us some of um, the things that you have been praised the most or you have given to people that are big um, and like some of the blankets that you crochet. So I made, um, I've made a couple blankets uh, for people. Blankets definitely take a long time to make and they use a lot of yarn so it, if you buy the yarn at like Beverly's or Michael's you're going to spend anywhere from like probably 70 to $100 minimum um, for the yarn just for one blanket. Um, but I have given a blanket as a wedding gift before, um, Yep, and I also made a blanket for a good friend, um, and I've made a lot of monsters for friends' kids, um, and scarves for people, and one of the most important things when you're, you'll learn if you're a knitter or a crocheter is to really learn who are the people you want to make things for? And the term that, w that that us knitters use is called whether or not somebody is knit worthy. So basically, if you spend two, three months working on a project and then you give it to someone and they say, oh, great, cool, and that's the only response you get, then they're not necessarily knit worthy because it takes so much time and heart to make a project 
And when you give it to someone, you want to make sure they're really going to love it and appreciate it and understand the time that you put into it. So over time, I've learned um, who are some people that are knitworthy who really enjoy and love things that I make, and then I, I strive to make things for those people, including my daughters. Um, so uh, one of the examples is her friend from college, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Angela? Yes. She's from my friend that I taught with in Ecuador. Her friend that she taught with in Ecuador because her and my dad lived for two years in Ecuador before me and my sister were born. Um, the, she, uh, my mom made her a little octopus because she was on the strand of making little octopuses. Octopi. That's it. <laughs> um, for her friends that she knew were knitworthy. And um, she made one for that friend, um, Angela. And um, Angela actually took the little octopus all over with her on her vacation during that summer, took pictures everywhere with it, and named it Paul. <laughs> yeah, she got really excited um, about the octopus that I sent her. But she, when I lived in Ecuador for two years, uh, from 1998 to 2000, I started a knitting club there. And there was a group of probably up to 10 women. We all got together once a week. And myself and another friend taught everyone else how to knit and crochet. And some of them really uh, picked up on it and stuck with it. And others, it wasn't for them. But we all hung out anyways and made projects and helped each other and had so much fun. And Angela was in that group and she loved it. And she learned a lot and she still does knit. Um, so she's, uh, it's really, uh, I think all of us knitters find that when you make a project and you give it to someone else who knits or crochets, they're usually knitworthy because they know the time and commitment that it takes to make something. So she was very excited about the octopus. So therefore, it'll be fun to make her something else again. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the um, level of hardness. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that I have um, crocheted part of a scarf. Um, I started with it and I got bored um, because it takes forever if you do it the pace that I do, which is like five stitches every hour. Um, but I've done, I've done a little bit of knitting. Um, I didn't really love that either. Um, I knitted like a little bird that I never, like I finished it or I think my sister finished it for me because she wanted to finish it. Um, and I never like attached its wings or anything. <laughs> um, but, um, so I will say that I'm not, uh, very good at knitting or crocheting by any means and I don't really know how to do it at all. Um, so this isn't really going to be based off of my opinion um, very much. Um, if you're new like me, um, then I would say listen to me if you get if you are not patient. Um, and if you are patient, then don't listen to me. Um, but from a scale of one to ten, how hard would you say knitting a scarf is? So ten being the hardest? Yes. A scarf is a one or a two. It's the easiest thing to make. It's the best thing to start with because you can just do one stitch and go back and forth. And that's the thing to start with. Um, I would say that it's pretty easy too. I'm just, I just can't do it too. It takes too long. You never can finish it. It's just not your craft. Um, but from a scale of one to 10, how hard is knitting a hat? I would say that's harder. So I would give that maybe a five or a six because that you definitely need to start making it on a circular needle and you have to you have to buy a certain size needle 
Um, and so um, that part, you know, you have to start working the round. So you have to join it with a stitch marker to indicate where the beginning of the row is. And then as you work the hat and you get closer to where you have to start making it smaller at the top, you have to switch to double pointed needles. And double pointed needles, as Nancy mentioned, are four needles where they're pointy on both ends and you're, you're using all four at once. So that can be a little tricky for a new knitter. Um, I've never knitted a hat, um, so I wouldn't know. Uh, can you tell us um, how hard do you think that monst those monsters are? Because if they have some experience, do you think that they could buy that book if they wanted to, which is by Rebecca Danger. Go look her up if you would like to buy that book. Um, and you think they could try to make a monster in there. Yeah, if you have some experience knitting and you're comfortable using a circular needle or using double-pointed needles, then I think you could make monsters. Um, I would say it's it's a little trickier than, you know, I think a very beginning knitter would have a hard time um, because there are some different techniques that you have to use. But if you have some experience, I think you could do it. And you can find her book on Amazon. It's like $20 um, or 25 so yeah, kind of an intermediate knitter could learn how to do it. And again, if you get to a part where you don't know how to do it, YouTube. Just go to YouTube and look it up and you'll find out how to do that stitch. Um, okay, now let's move on to crocheting. So how hard would you say to crochet a blanket is? Crocheting a blanket is not that hard. Um, it just depends on the pattern that you're using. So the very first thing I ever crocheted was a blanket that my aunt um, my aunt who crochets and knits went out and bought me all the yarn I needed for a blanket and that gave me the pattern and the hook and taught me how to do it. Um, so you'll just have to be okay with making a few mistakes and letting it go. Um, but uh, as long as it's a simple pattern for, um, for crocheting a blanket, then that wouldn't be too bad for the first, your first project for crocheting. You might want to start with something smaller like a scarf, um, just, and then go from there. Um, can you tell us um, if you still have the first blanket you ever made or if you gave it away? So the very first blanket I made, we call it the loopy, uh, brown loopy blanket. Its name is Brownie. Oh, that's and my blanket. that's the blanket that Malia took when she was little and claimed it as her own. And, it, and so therefore it became hers. And she sleeps with it every night. Um, and I've proceeded to make several more of those loopy, we call them loopy blankets because they're super warm and soft. Um, so I think we've got probably four of them in our house now. We do. Yeah, and I've made them for other people yeah. too. They're really soft and warm and cozy. Um, so yeah, that, one, that my very first crochet blanket, which is not perfect and has a few mistakes, is Malia's favorite blanket. Um, okay, so um, what is, on a scale of one to 10, how hard would you say um, crocheting those little booties you mentioned are? Yeah, probably like a five or six because you have to know how to do a few different stitches. Um, and so it's not as straightforward as just going back and forth like you would with a blanket or a scarf. But again, if you're trying to make something like that, and you can always try to you know go to YouTube and... Um, and see how to do it. The other the other advice I have for anyone who's interested in learning how to crochet and knit is that it, you just have to be really patient um, and just be willing to pull stitches out if you make a mistake and start over. I've done that over and over again um, in my in my you know years that I've been 
knitting and crocheting is just being um, patient, not getting too frustrated, and learning as you go. Um, so my mom is a bit of a perfectionist, so a lot of times she asks me and my sister if there's a mistake and like if you can see the mistake in me and my sister will say no, but she still takes it out. Um, so, uh, let's, um, now just, um, before we wrap up this episode, can you give us some of your final tips? Hmm, I guess, uh, one thing that I really enjoy about knitting and crocheting is that it actually calms, it makes me feel calm, and it helps me relax, so, um, I'm just the kind of person that has a tendency to always need to be doing something, um, I just keep myself pretty busy and then in the evening when I sit down maybe to watch watch TV, watch a movie, listen to music, or listen to a book, I like to knit or crochet while I'm doing it and notice that it actually brings my blood pressure down, it helps me relax. So sometimes if I'm having a hard day, I will um, try to make some time to knit or crochet, especially if it's a pretty easy project that I'm working on that's not stressful um, because it makes me feel better. And there has been research done that says that, that has shown that um, knitting and crocheting is really actually good for that. Um, and and um, me and Rosie um, told you guys in one of our series, our painting series, um, about what really relaxed us about um, each different um, type of painting. And so you'll hear that some of the different painting types, me and um, me or Rosie said that they were stressful or that they were super relaxing. And um, if I'm to choose one craft, I think that is quite relaxing. Um, I would say that latch hook mm. is, is very um, calming because you don't really have to pay attention. You can just put it down whenever you want. Um, and we will have an episode on that hopefully in this one. Um, and we'll try to get Rosie to try that out because I don't know if she's ever done it. Um, I like latch hook and, um, needle felting, which is, um, a different type of needle craft that will also be on this. So I guess me and my mom have a knack for needle crafts. Um, but, um, thank you so much, mom, for being on this episode. You're welcome. It was great. A lot of fun. Um, and Rosie, one more time, um, stay safe and take your time to recover. I hope you get better soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Collages of Cleverness. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't miss next week's podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.